Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Yeah. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is Nancy Chainchill, right? Yep, said it right. <laughs> and, and Nancy's going to talk about the women's rally uh, that was held um, yesterday uh, on the... Uh, on the it was in the plaza, the Capitol Plaza in Albany. Right, right. Um, so Nancy, about how many people showed up? I'd say somewhere between three hundred and fifty and four hundred. Okay. Okay, and who who? Unfortunately, you know, I uh, had. I was a little bit busy, and then by the time I started walking down to the rally, I saw a couple ladies leaving, and they said that it was over. So it was just an hour. So who spoke, and what did they speak about? Um, The first person who spoke was Governor Kathy Hochul, and and she she was wonderful. She spoke for around four minutes. And, you know, she addressed the issue that, once again, women were addressing this issue and that it had become a problem. Um, some uh, There were several speakers from Planned Parenthood uh, who had, I think, really supported the rally. And um, they had provided wonderful posters and T-shirts. And there were speakers from the YWC, the Capital Region YWCA. Um, and they – and. Uh, several other speakers whose names I didn't catch. I'm sorry about that, but um, there was diversity in the speakers and there was diversity in the gathering. Um, I was pleased at the number of men that actually showed up. Um, and one of the one of the issues that was raised was that um, you know it's 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 about abortion, but it's about so much more than abortion because it's about individual rights and human rights and LGBTQIA rights. Um, it's about body autonomy for everyone. And I thought that was really important. So would you say that the election of Donald Trump precipitated all of the activity that's going on? I think, I think Donald Trump's election gave permission for uh, a silent, hopefully, minority to come forward and express these kinds of views and allow these actions. And, of course, with what's happened with the Supreme Court, um, it's become particularly dangerous because the court, was, which was originally supposed to be apolitical, is obviously not apolitical. So Trump, so Trump allowed it. Trump gave the environment that allowed it, people to feel safe to come out with these kinds of um, opinions, thoughts, feelings. So in two, uh, 2016, when Hillary, actually she won the popular vote but lost the uh, electoral vote, and when Donald Trump was declared the winner, did you foresee 
the rights of women at that point in 2016, did you see the rights of women being eroded as they have been? I think I was concerned about it. I think I think we all were. I think I attended the Women's March in New York City in 2016. Um, I mean, that was the, for the country, that was the largest demonstration of women's voices, you know, nationwide. I think because, though we may not have actually envisioned Roe versus Wade being threatened this badly, we knew it was a possibility and we were beginning to speak up. I'm, I'm not sure what it takes to really make an impact because that was the largest march nationwide in the history of the country. And here we are. So right now it seems as though the Supreme Court is six to three with three votes, three justices that are of liberal, you know, um, persuasion. So if it, if it, do you think that there's a possibility that one of the justices um, will step down and Joe Biden has a chance to appoint somebody? And do you think he will appoint uh, somebody of liberal persuasion? You know, um, I think that a just justice may step down, and I imagine that Joe Biden would appoint someone of liberal persuasion. But again, that's highlighting the political nature that has taken over the court. And what I would be much more comfortable seeing is what has started to happen in the House, where Nancy Pelosi and the House has voted for a bill that assures women's rights to abortion. And of course, it's unlikely it's going to get past the Senate, but I think that's the kind of effort that we need to see happen. I I think we need to see it taken out of the courts. When when Roe v. Wade was first um, became the law of the land in 1973, January 1973, did you think it would be so divisive at that point? Um, No, I didn't think it would continue to be so divisive. I didn't think that this country would be so divisive. It's, It's not, you know, and that's the unfortunate part. And I think this is what you were referencing when you talked about Trump. What he ushered in was a divisiveness in this country that we haven't seen in a long time. I think. Okay. Um, So so, what I would like to see is, I would like to see a bill to protect abortion rights so they can't be undecided by the court. When you talk abortion rights, can you explain, I mean, there's many facets to the phrase abortion rights, what do you see as the overriding issues on why it should remain the law of the land? Well, I think what will be forever controversial 
is whether quote unquote life begins at six weeks or at three months or, you know, at birth. But I think that we have to come to ter- I think we have to give permission that sometimes women, men, people have to make decisions for various reasons. And they may not be decisions that we love, but that we have to live with. And one of those decisions, I think, is very often abortion. And I think that we don't all um, choose how and when pregnancy occurs for all kinds of reasons. And the ability for an individual to be able to take care of themselves, their rights, I think, has has to be protected. When you say their rights, what do you mean? Well, you know, obviously the person that the woman, because she's pregnant. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that was, one of the things that was brought out yesterday, and I think was a very good point, was that abortion is a health care issue. And we're all entitled to health care. Unfortunately, in this country right now, health care is pretty problematic across the board. But... In this particular case, abortion is much more specifically a women's a woman's health care issue. And it isn't the health care issue of their senator or their congressman or anyone else. It's really their health care issue. And that, that help, the response to that needs to be protected. They need to have a choice. So were there rallies all across the country? Yes, there were rallies all across the country. There was a the main one was in Washington, Washington D.C. I think was for me what was most impressive impressive is that there were so many rallies in upstate New York in all the different towns, and we have so many small towns up here. So name some of the towns that had a rally. Well, Governor Hochul began her day. I think I hope I pronounced her name right um, in Seneca Falls, where women's suffrage movement really began because that that rally started early and she she began there at a rally and it was from there that she came to albany there were rallies in new Paltz, there were rallies in newburgh there were rallies in kingston there were rallies in woodstock um i believe there were rallies in uh plattsburgh there were a lot of towns that populate upstate New York have their own rallies. And little towns across the country, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say little towns. Uh, (laughs) Kingston and a number of places that you spoke to are, you know, reasonably sized, you know, cities or towns. But that well, was no, actually, like that. the ones in upstate New York that I men- mentioned are small. They have, I think, Woodstock's clinical population is around 5,000. Okay. So, and this happened throughout the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coast to coast. Ultimately, do you think something like, what? what is the goal of all of these of all of these rallies and demonstrations what do you want to, what message do you want to send out 
that Washington will hear? I think you know. I think the the um, the the I'm trying to think of the right word. The the finite message is that abortion is a healthcare right and, a, and an individual right. But I think what came across in in the rally yesterday, at least the one that I attended. It's that it's not just about women's bodies. It's, it's about health care for all bodies. It's about body autonomy and being able to take care of our bodies, whatever that body is, um, LGBTQI bodies, women's bodies, transgender bodies. We all need to be guaranteed the right to the health care that we need. And I think that the, 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 um, the impetus for that may be from abortion, but it extends to all right, all healthcare rights for the diversity of individuals. So, so when that decision came down in Texas, were you shocked by it? Um, I think I would, I'd like to say I wish I was shocked. I think one of the things that was most upsetting to me about that decision was that it included a component where people could rat on other people, that your neighbor could get $10,000 if they reported you that you were having an illegal abortion. To me, that was really horrifying, that a bounty was being placed on it. So that part of that part of the decision stunned you. Yes, absolutely. I've n- I've never heard of anything. I mean, that goes back to slavery days when you put bounties on bodies. So, do you think it was because of Trump's uh, appointees that? Um, precipitated that decision? Well, which appointee are you referring to? The appointees that he he elevated to the Supreme Court. Oh, the Supreme Court appointees. Mm-hmm. Of, of course it, it, ha- it played a role in it. Okay. Of course. Okay. But so, again, you know, I don't think that and I'll, and I'll say this again, the, the court has become a political institution. It's not supposed to be. Right. And Mitch McConnell had mentioned just the other day that if one of the Supreme Court justices retires, he will make sure that Biden uh, does not get his pick for a new justice, whereas Barrett was almost ramroded through, right? That's right. That's right. And so, remember, Mitch McConnell didn't allow Merrick Garland's um, right. here, you know, consideration of Merrick Garland. So he's talking about that kind of process again. So it would be a good thing from a standpoint of women's rights I don't know when McConnell is up for election again. Uh, what year do you know? Uh, well, the House of Representatives, I don't know. 
I don't know. I think he's up for election the next term, the next round, but I, I can't say for sure. Okay. Okay. So uh, since there were rallies all across the country and since there mm-hmm. were rallies in Washington, D.C., from your perspective, did anything come out of it? Well, the day after. Um, I think that rallies make a public statement, which I hope would energize behaviors that will change things. So what's really important is that every person get out to the polls and vote in a way that okay. You know, I think that's what's important, and hopefully the rallies energize people, motivate them. They had people walking around registering people to vote if they hadn't been registered already at the Albany rally. So do you think uh, attending a, a rally or a demonstration anywhere, anywhere in the country, do you think that's going to transfer into votes? come November or the following year? Um, I think it's hard to say. I would hope so. And I think that it's going to take more than rallies to keep the impetus up. Okay. You know, rallies are, um, they're, they're energizing, they're motivating, they're, they're morale building, and then the hard work starts. Okay. So what's your what's your role with the rallies and I I I would I think it's safe to say Planned Parenthood. What's your role in all this? I I was just an attendee, you know, I'm 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 uh I'm a senior citizen and I remember when abortions were illegal, I have a friend who was uh, squirreled across the Mexican border in a a yellow school bus so that she could have an abortion. Um, She didn't even know what was going on. She was 15 at the time. I met her in college. And um, I remember those days. What I was really glad to see is that there were younger people out there. There were people in their 30s who didn't have those experiences, and they're aware that um, they don't want to go back to that. So in election years, I've also been active in um, canvassing, sending postcards um, to get people to vote. You know, I, I do what I can. I was just an attendee, and I'm so glad I was there. So do you, do you live in New York State? Yeah, I live in Woodstock, Woodstock, New York. Okay. Now, how how big was the, the uh, demonstration in Woodstock? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was in Albany. I imagine that there okay. was probably around around 100 people because, you know, Woodstockers, Woodstock is a liberal, as we quote unquote, a liberal place. And, you know, they support abortion or the right to abortion. So you've been 
attending the uh, rallies ever since Trump became president, right? I've been attending rallies since the 19, late 1960s, early 1970s, when we were marching for women's rights. Okay. I remember walking down Fifth Avenue in New York City. And has a lot changed since then? What do you mean by... Do you Have you seen a big change in society for women since you started... I think there, ha- I think there's, I think there has been a big change. I think that um, the whole sex positive initiative has been a big change. I think that, you know, there are um, issues that still need to be... Resolve. I think women still are, uh, we don't, I don't think we're valued or respected in the same way. We don't make the same amount of money for the same job. I think, I think there are still issues, but it's changed. And I, I think, and I think even in our relationships with other people, um, there's, I think we've interjected certain attitudes that are very hard to get rid of in terms of the way we feel about ourselves and our expectations. But I think we're much more conscious of it, and we're moving in the right direction. So you're happy with the um, with the demonstration or rally that we had in Albany yesterday? I don't often use the word happy. Um, I I felt really good being there, and I felt really good about it, and I liked the messages that were shared and. Um, I like the collegiality of the gathering. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was encouraging. It was good spirit, and hopefully, we we can keep it moving and do something that's effective. Okay. So ultimately, what would you like to see happen in terms of abortion, or in I mean, in terms, in terms of abortion, of- I would like to see. I would like I'd like to see it become a law. I would like to see um, abortion acknowledged as a healthcare issue that is a human right, and I would like to see it become a law and not something um, that 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 is a, that a, there's a bill that's passed to protect abortion rights, and um, I would like to see it out of the purview of the Supreme Court. Okay, so you wanted to go into the legislative branch then. Yes, yes. Rather than the judicial. Okay. Correct. It's, now, already, it's you... already in the legislative branch. Okay. When did you see um, abortion rights being eroded uh, through the judiciary? But how well, long it's... ago? I can't remember the exact um, year, but, you know, we've been watching a slow erosion and threat uh-huh. to the process. What do you think that is? Um, I think, I think there are many reasons. I think there are religious reasons. I think there are quote unquote moral reasons. And I think that there are uh, patriarchal reasons. Okay. 
Okay. And you think the legislature can change that? Well, we're going to have a hard time getting it through the Senate, but, you know, it it would be wonderful. So do you want to see it on the federal level or in each individual state? No, I don't want into each individual state. Pelosi has already moved it forward in the House on the federal level. It can't, it can't work on individual states. That's been part of the problem. Okay. And why do you think it can't be rectified uh, in, uh, through the 50 state houses? Look what happened in Texas. Because Look what? what's happening in Mississippi. Look what's happening in Mississippi. You're not going to get 50 state houses that are going to agree to protect abortion rights. Okay. Okay. So, Nancy, we have a couple of minutes left. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got a doctor's degree? (laughs) Yeah, I'm a psychologist. Oh, nice. Um, Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still practicing. I practice part-time, and um, I went back to school because I wanted to start writing. I always wanted to be a writer. And uh, I got mm-hmm. into the Bennington uh, Writing Seminars Program, and I got my MFA in writing uh, in 2013 and um, been writing, and I've gotten some things published, and a lot of my a lot of the things that I like to focus on are issues about women's rights and feminism and sexuality mm-hmm. uh, and transgender rights. So um, I recently had a piece in Newsweek and um, USA Today on transgender. So these are things that uh-huh. are really important to me. Body Good. autonomy Good. and healthcare rights. Yeah. So you've been listening to Nancy uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jane Chill. Jane Chill, and I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow, follow us on Twitter, and don't forget to listen to WCA each day. And I'm on from from 9:30 to 10 Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And in the evening uh, at at 6.30. So we have a great lineup. So if if you want to hear everything on WCA, take a listen. And we we, um, stream on the Internet. Thank you, uh, Nancy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.